Welcome to High Level. My name is Axel and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Farah and Tamara. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for allowing us to ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah, we're so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah honestly, me. thank you. sisters and you both make music together and I was just listening to some of the tracks and I was like no way like this music is coming out from these two girls your music is it feels like very raw and strong I'm really impressed Thank I have you. to be honest if you could tell me a little bit about how you started with your music and how is your relationship you know as sisters and then making music together how does that work we started making music together when I was in like fifth grade, maybe professionally in the studio. And we started making tracks. And um, before that, we had already been writing and singing basically our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And it just all escalated up until we started doing it professionally when we realized it's something you can actually pursue as a career mm -hmm. if you really work for it. Growing up in the Middle Eastern culture, like it's not really something that you realize that you can actually take and make a career out of it mm -hmm. and make a living off of it. Especially like a lot of our family like thinks it's kind of crazy. Like, it's not normal in the culture at all to start make a living off music or singing. It's like kind it's of crazy. It's also like looked down upon. Yeah, especially okay. for girls, which is kind of crazy. But we want to take a stand for that. We want to make a change for all women, especially the women in the culture who want to be able to do what they want. Because, I mean, it's your life. You should be able to do what, you're, what you want. And you should never care what people think because everyone's going to say something no matter what. Was there a moment uh, where your parents were like, oh, we don't want you guys to do this, we don't want it, we don't want it. And then something happened that they were like, okay, they're serious. When I was a very small little infant, I would copy the vocals from Sleeping Beauty, Aurora, when she's in the forest, and she's mm -hmm. like, ha, 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 and I would copy that. And my parents would be like, oh my gosh, is that her? And then um, they, said, they said I had like a gift of song, and everyone would stop and be like, is that the little, the little girl? Like, mm. Music truly is my passion. I could never do anything else. Like, I'm a singer by, in my blood. Like, that's what I do. And same thing with her and her writing. Like, like, adding to that, like, I taught myself how to read when I was, like, three? Two? Wow. Three? So, um, yeah, I've always been writing, too. Ever since I, like, picked up a pencil, I figured it out. And, and like, I truly believe that God put us as sisters for a reason. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way random sisters would have this gift of this talent and of writing. And then that gift. And then this gift. And, like, together we make... Like you said, music that's full of passion and it's raw and you can feel it and you can relate to it. And it just, it makes you feel like you're not on earth anymore. Like you're in a different realm. Like you really, because music is a universal language. I mean, it doesn't matter what culture you're from, what race you are, what color you are, any of that, what religion, nothing, because music touches all people. And we definitely channel like our emotions into it, but I'll write about something and then it's something that I relate to specific in my life and then she'll sing it and it'll be the same lyrics and maybe it's because we're sisters and we're connected but she'll also relate to it in her life with something totally different. Yeah. So I write it for a reason and then she sings it for a reason so and like the songs always have like two meanings. And it's very relatable like even if you're you know a, a listener and you're just listening to the song like you'll be able to relate to it. Like you said you will hear the passion you'll hear that it's real music because we want to bring real music back like especially recently I feel like a lot of artists and, and everything is so focused on technology and auto-tuning this and melodyning your notes here because you're not on pitch and, and let's fix this up because like let's face it a lot of artists nowadays they're not really singers like that. If you had a good voice, everyone would want to come see you sing, but now it's all technology and remixing this and, and auto-tuning this and, and doing this, and it's like, whoa, 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 
whoa, what happened to real music? Like, for example, we both grew up singing at the Detroit Opera House. You know, like, we were trained with the Soulfish, we, we were trained, and, like, we wouldn't have even done this had we not had a passion for music and singing and writing in the first place. So we, we took what we were born with and we kind of ran with it. You see a lot of kids who have a little bit of talent and everyone, when they're little, they might sing in the choir and everyone th thinks, oh, my kid is very talented. Right. But you guys took it professionally r really quick and you went a, a step ahead. So what was the process and how did you guys manage to take that talent mm -hmm. and and go beyond. You have to start somewhere. And I think we realized that at a point that like, we always knew kind of like, oh, we want to do this. We want to do this. Like we want to be like, have an influence. We want to like be in music. We want to just, you know, spread our emotions and just be able to help people just through literally the universal language of music. And in order to do that, obviously you have to defy a lot of odds and just beat everything. And especially Middle Eastern culture, like our parents, our mom always supported us and our dad supports us too. But there was a turning point where I think both of them realized this is what they're going to do and either we accept it or it's just like in a strange relationship and it's just not worth it. You know, mm -hmm. at a point they realized like they came to this country for us to have our dream, right? And then for us, to our kids to have an even better life and so on and so forth. And how are we supposed to do that if we don't go above and beyond what they expected of us? Mm -hmm. And I think realizing that just totally pushed us into pursuing and it so young. again, I really truly believe that like, this is our purpose. Like, I, I was growing up singing, like, that's all I wanted to do. I grew up in the church choir, singing in church choir, and I would get opera solos. We both sang at the Detroit Opera House, and we were in a few operas there, like like Don Giovanni and, and Carmina Burana, you know? I actually got to sing a whole bunch of gospel, because we both grew up in Detroit, so I would go around different churches on Sundays, and I would get called by different preachers to come sing at their churches, and they'd all be like, wow, who is that little white girl? Like, she could really sing, because Detroit has a really tough audience. Like. They don't want to mess around with like performers who are going to waste their time or anything. Like They won't clap for you, literally. But I actually, through that, singing at different churches every Sunday, I got invited to perform at Obama's inauguration ceremony in Detroit, the first election. And I actually got to sing At Last by Etta James, which is like a really popular jazz song, if not one of the most popular jazz songs. And I actually got a standing ovation from doing that. So like, I love it. I, I you know, like this is where I'm going to... Oh, and after that, I bet mom and dad were like, okay, yeah. Believe it or not, it was still shaky after that. Really? After that, we started recording covers, I think. And then from that point, studio owner, who also was engineering, and she, you know, she would come to the sessions and everything. He was like, oh, 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 guys, enough covers. Start writing, making your own music. And then she started writing, and then blah, blah. And that's okay. kind of where we figured it out. Okay, so then tell me about that process of you writing. How do you find it? How does that work? When I was in like, I want to say like third grade, fourth grade, I would just sit down with like a pencil and write lyrics and sing them with a melody. And there wouldn't be any music or track behind it, you know, mm -hmm. no production. But I would just write it on paper and then put it away in like a box. So then when all this started happening and we were in the studio and they kind of, it just kind of happened, like I would hear a beat and they were like, okay, write a song. And it was even easier when I was younger because I just wasn't thinking as much, you know, the world hadn't gotten to me as much. So I would literally just put, like, just write in two seconds, the whole thing would be done. And I'd like, I didn't even realize, I don't think, what I was doing at the time. But now I realize like it's a big talent, like it's not easy to do at the time. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought it was something that you can just do, but mm -hmm. like, it's not. Has your process improved? change and improve now that you're older? Do you have specific techniques where you're like looking at, at a composition and you know, okay, this is this shouldn't be like this, mm -hmm. this could be better, like where totally. you can actually analyze? Yeah. I don't want to say a formula, but there's definitely a basic like, structure. A structure for songs. 
and like there's top 40 structure, there's alternative, there's all different types of structures you can do. But I think it really matters on the artist, the type of song, and like what it's about. Like if you want a song to just blow up on like the radio, you're gonna have to not have to, but most likely do a specific structure where it's like a verse and then a this and then the hook and then the bridge and then whatever. When you do more alternative stuff, which we love to do, it's something that I've strayed away from as much lately because you know I'm making more like stuff that will just go to the whole worldwide ear but um, making alternative music just comes naturally I think to me figuring that out wasn't hard it was harder to figure out what I have to do for what type of artist what type of song rap pop R&B this that if someone so, is trying to get started right in right now what would you recommend they do should they learn some kind of structure and do that or should they go and freestyle and, and try to see what comes out and then improve it do what comes to your heart, the words, and whatever comes to your brain and whatever you end up singing. Because initially, whatever your ear hears the music to be, you will sing that matches that. And if you love writing and you're a songwriter, you will be able to just hear a track, write to it, and then choose your best parts and make a song, regardless if you know a structure or No, not. but I mean, there should be basic structure regardless. Like, you want a bait, like, the hook to come back and right. be the same you hook. want, exactly, you but know? that's kind of, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a songwriter, you have that ear. But he's saying someone who started. Yeah, so they someone don't, who's they starting. Don't know. Okay, yeah, no. Then still though, write whatever it sounds because the hook repeats, and then the verses repeat, and the beat sounds the same at certain parts of the song. So if you can recognize that, you just make parts that like according to that match it, and you'll have like a well-structured song. When you guys have a song, what's the process like when you come to the picture? Okay. How does that change? I like this question, but uh, basically, I want to say it depends on the song. So a lot of songs, like every song that we, we do, we approach differently, you know, depending on the vibe, um, what we're kind of going for with it. Like some songs, she'll sit there and, and freestyle over it and then pick her best parts. Some other songs where I'm, where I'm feeling the track, like I want to freestyle and then I'll choose my best parts and then we'll go from there. Or maybe I'll freestyle with random words and gibberish, mm -hmm. but like a basic topic that mm -hmm. comes to my head, but I'll take those melodies. Okay. And then other you know, times I'll like she'll write hear the it. track and then just write to it and okay. then she'll go lay that down. Mm -hmm. Depending, it all depends. So tell me about La La Land, uh, okay. the song that we were talking about. Yeah. How did that one happen? And we were at this okay. great Grammy Award, like renowned producer, whatever, the best. And he was with this great writer, the best again, whatever. And they gave us a beat and the beat was all right. And I sang the hook, I'm living in La La Land, la, la, la. right? And um, they were like, no, no, that's not good. That's horrible. We hate it. And I was like, all right. So I wrote it in my notes. I recorded it. I saved it. So then that's where her story comes in. We made a different song with them. Didn't mm -hmm. even end up using it because it wasn't good. Moving on. We went to the different producer another time and we were trying to, like she said, make a song. We made a beat and I pulled out that hook and I pulled it out and then it just... Yeah. And I, I got to freestyle a whole bunch of the verses in the bridge mm -hmm. and I love doing bridges because I can make it huge kind of and take the song to a different direction before it comes back to the to the regular sound of the song because the bridge is like, literally think of a bridge, it takes mm -hmm. you somewhere else, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I, I like doing that with my bridges and my music. I also love after the song's done and she's done with the writing and with the words and the top line's all set, you know, the main line. Love coming back and freestyling, like, like I said, I love putting opera in my music, classical stuff, some jazz ad libs, some like, you know, whether I'm gonna scat or whatever. I do that all after, and I layer my voice with different backgrounds, so it sounds like I'm sampling some instruments, or the producer would have sampled maybe some like, 
a, an opera chorus or something, but it's really just layers of Or like of some voice. weird instrument. It's just really cool stuff that we do. And like, that's my favorite part, is coming back after with the ad-libs, ad sprinkle it all on top yeah. and just take it to a different dimension, you know? Oh, wait, another important tip for someone starting to write is before you add all the ad-libs and all the opera and all the backgrounds and stuff she's talking about, your song has to be able to stand alone with just the basic chords and then the words. And you sing it and it should sound really good before it's even mixed, before, you know, obviously it's going to sound way better. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be able to at least stand alone to like the basic ear. And not get ear. bored. Exactly. People can't get bored. Because like, you can add all the effects and add all that cool stuff, but if it doesn't stand alone, it's not going to be as good as it could have been. Yeah. Do you work on it and maybe let it sit for a few days and then come back to it? It depends what song, Definitely. but a lot of the time, most of the time, yes. Yeah. I mean, all the time, like, yeah. even if we're working on a song, we don't release it right away. We let it sit for a bit, and then we'll go listen to it. And then you'll it change, look at the whole hook, you know? If every part isn't... The best it can be. Perfect. I know there's no such thing as perfect. If it's not as good as it can be, we have to fix like, it. Like, could you do better? Like, if you listen to it and it sounds so good, I love it. it but could the third sound line, though. the third line, there's something wrong with that third line. People could turn it off. Fix that third line so they don't, so they actually get to the hook there'll be like an intro and the intro's a little bit long and then the verse and the verse is a bit boring. But then the hook comes in and it's so dope and it's like, whoa, why did they do that? A lot of people are gonna turn it off before they get to even hear the hook. What's the relationship like with different producers and what do you look for in a producer that you're like, okay, with this person I wanna keep making stuff? Certain producers you work with, okay, so we're both girls, we're both young, we're Middle Eastern, like, people are gonna look at us and take us like a joke, regardless if we're good or not, some of the time. Not all the time, but sexism and stuff that's real. You go with certain people and they wanna take control and they wanna let you, or they, they don't wanna let you do most of it and they wanna take the reins, and that's fine, but, um, I, what I like working with is, it doesn't even matter what type of they make, and what I mostly look for is how much control do they let us have mm -hmm. over the songs we're making. And it's not like, you'd think like, what do you mean let you? Like that stuff happens, like the most famous people are, you know, not even being let, right? You know what I'm saying? The vibe with the producer, if we're comfortable with each other, and if they take us seriously, mm -hmm. if they want to let us do, if they trust what we're doing, you know? That's the, the most important thing for me is definitely the vibe. Do mm -hmm. we get along? Is there a little spark, a little bit of a connection so we could make that Are there any dope egos? Music? Like there isn't that connection, then we're not going to make good music because you have to vibe. You have to have like a frequency going on that you guys are all on the same level and you're chilling and it's wavy before mm -hmm. you come out with some dope music, you know? If yeah. it's arguments and, and everyone's fighting in the room, of course the music's not going to come out right. I mean, it's all about how you feel when you're doing music. The emotions that come out when you're singing. And, and it's Half of it is being on the right note and having good technique, but the most important part is the passion behind it and like the feeling you put into it because people can hear that. Because energy is real. Like it travels through voice, Like it if it's just someone sound. singing, you can hear that versus if they're really into it and they're performing and they feel the music. Like you said, like it was raw. Mm -hmm. You could hear that. You know what I mean? And I, I was totally blown away when I listened to, to the music because I didn't know what to expect. And I'm like, oh, okay, this sounds good. And then it, it came in with a different power. Mm -hmm. So where do you draw your emotions? How do you get into that space so you can bring that out? So really, I think that space is just truly who I am. I'm most comfortable on stage, to be honest. Like, it feels like my home. I want people to listen to what I have to say. I want people to listen to the words of my music and feel it. Being in that headspace is like totally taking myself to a different, literally a different world and just, you know, and then spreading good messages. And I feel like that's when I'm most happy too. Taking those feelings from a lot of things that I've, a lot of times when I'm singing, it's 
you know, I relate it to things that have happened to me or something that I'm going through, so my feelings behind it are all real. I'm not faking anything, you know? So it's always derived from something I'm going through or maybe a story that has happened in the past or something like that. What's your actual honest dream? I could ask you and you could say, oh yeah, I want to sing here, sing there, sing there. But if you could tell me really, really, really what is it that you guys want to accomplish with your career, what I would that look like? I want to change the world, man, for the better. I think it's time. And I think if we don't do it, then no one else will. I mean, we got to take that responsibility. It's a new generation. It's the 20s now. Enough bullshit, people. Like, and I truly believe, like I said before, I know I'm being redundant, but music is a universal language, and I think that music can fix this. And I think that that's our purpose. Legitimately, truly believe this is our purpose. We have to change the world with our music. We have to spread good messages. You know, I, I want all kids to stop trying to look like the same face and everyone becoming a little minion because they don't feel secure or beautiful enough in how they were made, you know? Like, no, like you're unique, you're beautiful, embrace your flaws because there is no such thing as a flaw if you really think about it. Like we're all human, everyone's different. That's the whole point. We're not all supposed to look the same. We're not all supposed to have the same mouth. We're not all supposed to have the same eyebrows and nose because if we did, what's the point of being, like, then there's no such thing as you. Then you are the same as them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I truly believe I just want to bring that confidence back to people, and I want people to know that they should love who they are, and they don't have to change anything for anyone, and they should never care what people think. And, and you know, like, just be a good person. The energy you put on the world comes back to you. You know, karma exists. This is all, these are all messages that we want to spread with our music. I'm very Christian. I believe in God. I'm Catholic. I think it's not only about bringing God back to the world because he's kind of, people are kind of pushing him to the side. I think it's about bringing goodness back to the world, which if you ask me, goodness is God. And if you don't want to believe that, fine, but there is a higher power or there is an energy or this time and space exists if you don't want to say anything else. And goodness versus bad is just something that's been obviously the whole world is based on it the end of the world's going to be based on it and right now bad's kind of overpowering if you look on netflix it's all the shows about the devil Dark, yeah. everything mm -hmm. there's lucifer everything's just about the devil and like it's interesting but it's propaganda if you ask me and i think that someone needs to talk about it somebody needs to spread god and bring back faith and say like i'm going to stand here i'm going to be at the top and i'm going to look at everybody and say you can do this if you believe in god you work hard and you're a good person and you have a good soul mm -hmm. i don't care what anyone promises you i don't care what you're doing in life we need to bring god back to the world and just spread that energy that people aren't spreading because it's not like accepted or it's looked down upon or like oh catholics and christians and god like they're just all right, everybody just needs to get over it and just be good. It's not about, you guys are hating on a religion, that's hate. I don't care what religion it is. It's not about that. It's not about who you are, where you're from. It's literally just be a good person and you will reap the fruits that you have sown, like mm -hmm. straight up. So you guys have been doing this for a long time and I bet it's not all like fun and I'm, I'm getting to do this and yeah. you know, like I, I know what the life of an artist is because I'm a filmmaker and like, you have all these highs and lows of like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, I don't know how, much, how am I going to pay for my rent next week. So how do you guys have dealt with failures, that, that struggle of working on your Honestly, career? Honestly, man, I was literally crying before I came here. I was like, I feel like a failure. Like, I don't know what I'm doing because sometimes I'm human, you know, like I'm not, no one's perfect. Like you literally get so beat down sometimes and you're like, don't see what's possible. But you just, you just got to snap out of it. Or make yourself snap out of it. Perseverance and, and just persistence. just keep going. Just keep going. I truly believe that you will be rewarded by God, by, by whatever you want to believe, the universe, the energy. 
I think there's enough room for everyone to succeed. That's why I don't truly believe in jealousy. If you want to be a singer and I want to be a singer, we could both be singers. People like, listen, they, everyone on their phone has about 100 plus different artists on their phone. You know what I mean? Like there's underground artists, there's alternative, there's this, there's that. Don't tell me only one of us can be a singer. You know right. what I mean? It doesn't make sense. You put in that energy, you will be rewarded. There's enough room for everyone, period. Well, now that we're talking about other artists, uh, I, I would like to know how do you guys approach collaboration with other artists, and especially what you were touching on, where you see someone else and they're killing it, and you might feel kind of insecure, or maybe they they don't want to work with me, mm -hmm. or how do you deal with that, and how do you approach people that you want to work with, and tell me about that relationship. You know, everyone's gone through it, especially when you're trying to level up and work hard. You know, there's going to be some disappointments that happen, but really, and you know, like if you want to work with someone and they're, and they're just not, or you're not big enough to work with them yet, just keep moving, because eventually you're going to catch their eye, eventually something's going to happen. And they'll come to you. Yeah. The tables will turn, just keep working hard. I truly believe that. Right now, let's think about whoever's watching this. Mm -hmm. They want to level up and they want to work with someone. In your experience, when you go for that ask, what has worked? Being like, genuine. Straight up saying like, hey, I'm an artist, or hey, I'm a songwriter, like this is some of my stuff, or like, let's work together, like hit me up, I live in, I don't know, wherever you're from, LA. Mm -hmm. More times than not, they will at least reply. Yeah. Just if you're genuine, you don't want to act, you don't want to put on a front, act all like, you know, big, like you just be real. And a lot of them will give you the time of day because the ones that are worth it want talent, not names. So if they see something that they like, they will you work with you they will and it's not just to help you it's True because that. they have a genuine passion for music too mm -hmm. and if someone sees someone and they don't like the stuff or they see it and they get jealous or they don't want to you don't want to work with them anyway mm -hmm. you know so if they don't respond it's usually sometimes they just don't respond you know they're busy whatever but like if it it doesn't matter it, like then you then will get responses yeah, exactly so right. now in your case do you think that since you have been in LA has that multiplied your chances or have you been able to see that your career is growing faster, or nowadays, could no. you still work on your career in you, some you other city? You don't have to be anywhere specific. You can work from it, it anywhere. Yeah, don't believe that. I mean, you could, I mean, the internet's a thing, man. That's mm -hmm. all it's about. You have a phone, you have a laptop, mm -hmm. you're straight. And think about it, if you're not, if you're in LA, there's a million people doing the same thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's but more it, competition here. Honestly. My hometown, Farmington Hills, Michigan, I was the only songwriter I think I knew. You know what I'm saying? There was no one fighting against me, so like, mm -hmm. you do have that advantage if you're in a small town. Yeah. But then you guys level up and move to L.A. Uh, uh -huh. We really just needed to get away okay. from a lot that was just happening there. And like we first moved out here because a lot of the producers we were working with were mm -hmm. here. And we were filming our reality show too. And it was basically the plot was about us moving from Detroit Sorry. to so L.A. Yeah. yeah, exactly. To like work on our careers so, yeah. and show mm -hmm. like the actual process. Because reality shows are usually like, Once you're oh, already we're famous. already famous, yeah. oh, we're already rich, oh, I'm already a singer, watch my mm -hmm. life. There's what show you watch them the when they're no up. one. So tell me a little bit about the show. I, I worked on a little bit of reality shows behind the camera, mm -hmm. and it's it's exhausting yeah. what talent has to go through. So tell me about that experience. Um, it was definitely fun so far, filming it. We It's called Not Normal, but it's spelled with a K, and she came up with it. The linguist here. But the whole point is it's actually not normal. It's K-N-O-T. It's not normal. It's about, yeah, like she said, us moving from Detroit to here, L.A., showing you the process of actually trying to become famous or becoming famous. And it's genuinely real, too. And, yeah, like, none of it was scripted. Like, all the drama and all the family issues that are in the show and the culture stuff and, I mean, that's all real stuff and it shows 
us starting to make music, and then we... Us going on tour. And then I, we actually got to go on tour, which was really cool. And we have, um, like, two seasons, or just one, one or two unreleased, and it's from, like, Dubai, Thailand, we like, traveling. We filmed, like, a couple short films over there. They're not released yet, but they're going to be really dope. And one of them actually here. is for La La Land, and it's actually a health, mental health awareness short film. Um, it's actually Girl Interrupted, and it's our version of it. The 90s movie. So like. I took Angelina Jolie's part, and she took Winona Ryder's part, and it's really cool. Like, we're excited to drop that, too. Awesome. So that's all been, like, made, but, you know, we're shopping, and we're in the works. Mm -hmm. Shit doesn't just go, like, mm -hmm. like it's never, it's going to be, like, down and then up. And then I always remind myself, literally, with this thing, like, it's not just, that doesn't yeah. exist. It's never going to be that way. Like, it will go down and then up a little and then down again. And then up, and you never just, know, but yeah. you got to keep going. It's very complicated because I've, I've been working on my feature documentary, for two years now, mm -hmm. and it's about to release, but it's still like mm -hmm. pushing and pushing and, and pushing. So I, I definitely understand that. So tell me about the new EP that we were talking about. I only have one EP released called Fair Please. Mm -hmm. um, again, written by both of us, mainly her. And now we have a second one coming out, and this one is called Lies. Um, she came up with the album name. It's actually named after one of the songs on the album. And it's gonna be really dope. We have some Middle Eastern sounds in there. We have one that's total, like a total Detroit hard rap, super hard. Okay. It's really dope. Um, we have a video for that coming out as well. We have a couple dope pop records with yes. this really dope um, producer, Devra, and we love him. Yes. And um, it's one of the few of the first songs we made with him, but we're releasing them finally. It's gonna we, be like dope. you said, we never look back. Those were like two years ago we made them, maybe three years ago. Like, like about a few months ago, he literally totally changed. You know, the main part, like totally changed. It but it's, it's like to make it better. Yeah, mm -hmm. from the first EP, I like I said, I was uh, got to go on tour, sixteen cities around the U.S. After wow. that, performed at Wango Tango, got to open up for Ariana Grande, Shawn Mendes, was really cool. This past fall, um, I op used the same music, the same EP to open for Chris Brown. I was Bud Light sponsored in Detroit, which was really cool. So now it's finally time to drop some new music. Mm -hmm. So that we can get started with that and like, you In that know. process and hopefully, God willing, go on tour with that and, you know, get more exposure and have people really find us and listen to what we have to say. So if we can finish the interview with this last question, uh, how do you guys think that we could live at the highest level possible in our lives? Love yourself and love others. That's the only way to be happy. If you don't love yourself, you can't love others right. If you don't care about yourself, you can't care about others right. And you will never be truly happy if you're putting yourself down. Mm. I agree actually a lot. Find the strength to keep going. Find the strength to not care what people think. Find the strength to know that you're who you are and there's no one else like you. And that's a good thing. Because you're unique, you're, you're you. Everyone has flaw. Don't, don't look at something and you're like, well, I'm kind of effed up for this. Well, it's, you're human, bro. Everyone's human. Of course you made a mistake. What do you think? We're, we're plastic dolls? No. Like, just forgive yourself. Forgive others. Keep moving. Don't hold that guilt in your heart. I love it. Well, thank you guys for watching. Again, yeah, this was you. High Level. My name is Axel, and we have Farah and Tamara. So thank you so, thank much. You guys so much for being Be sure to today. follow us on yes. Instagram, everything. Farah Macau. Tamara Macau.